All right, hey, y'all, this is Bud Elliott with the Nolcast, and this is your instant reaction. Um, Wake Forest 22, Florida State 20. Uh, the Knolls fall in um, at Wake Forest. Not the result we wanted, certainly, and uh, you know, expected kind of a coin flip close game, but really didn't play out how we thought it'd play out. We thought this thing would be, be a high-scoring game and just was not. A lot of plays run, but not a lot of production um, for either offense. And then Florida State ends up falling in a close one. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social, and the For the Table Restaurant Group, Resolution Home Loans, and also Travis Johnson, attorney at law. Travis Johnson, board-certified family law attorney. One of only 280 out of more than 110,000 attorneys in the state. All right, so if you have not heard the instant reaction before, this is unedited. We go quickly through it. If I make a mistake, I will correct it uh, in in post, which is typically the one we shoot or record on Monday evening. Um, you know, let's start with the guys who get paid get, get paid millions of bucks, okay? Because they, you know, they 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 really have more skin in the game. I mean, quite frankly, and I think Willie Taggart screwed up tonight. In an end-of-game situation, I'll give him credit for going fourth downs a lot tonight, and he did it even when other people said it was risky because it was the right call to do. And I've said this before. I, I, I feel like he does a really good job as far as knowing when to go and when to punt and when to kick, and yet I don't like his timeout usage. And I think that cost of Florida State tonight, maybe not the win, uh, but certainly I think Willie Taggart's avoidable coaching mistake reduced Florida State's chance of winning. And that's not something you want to have happen there, right? Um, in this case, the mistake was to call a timeout before electing to kick a 50-yard field goal. Um, now, why is this a mistake? Well, if you missed the field goal in the rain, which Roberto Guayo did, uh, it only leaves you with one timeout because you had previously used one on a special teams play as well, uh, a fourth and six, I believe, pretty deep in Wake territory when Wake had the ball. And uh, I don't know why they called that timeout. My guess is that there's something wrong with the punt team. Uh, but for, forget all the stuff about how you iced your own kicker and whatnot, which honestly could be true, right? Like... <laughs> Perhaps Roberto Guayo, or Ricky Guayo, excuse me, who did miss the field goal, maybe he was bothered by that timeout. But my thing is, let's say you missed the field goal, and then you end up getting a stop, because your defense played real well all night for the most part. Let's say you get that stop. And you come and you're like, okay, take your timeout, take your other timeout. Maybe you have two timeouts there. You're going to get the ball back with, with over a minute left. Probably, I, I would think... Uh, somewhere between like 75 and 85 seconds. Instead, you you, you don't get that. Um, no, it, instead you get the ball back with like 40 seconds on the clock because Florida State had to take a timeout because they were not sure apparently if they were going to kick the field goal or or go for it on on fourth down. The proper procedure here, of course. Is to um, is to figure out this kind of thing during third down. The guys you have up in the booth need to be communicating with you and saying, "Okay, hey, if we do not get the first down here, we are going to go 
kick the field goal unless we take a loss or something, right? If, if, if the play is a loss, uh, then, then we're not going to kick it. But if you have confidence in Aguayo's leg, which Taggart in the postgame presser said he did, um, you know, it would be, uh, you know, it would, it would be a field goal. I, just not good communication there, in, in, in my opinion. The, the operation of the game uh, in that regard needed to be better, and it wasn't. And I, I do think that Willie, Willie's mistake here um, reduced FSU's chance of winning. Now, I think the debate as to whether you should have kicked or gone for it is different. And I think that the play calls there are certainly worth uh, taking a look at. The, the the two runs followed by the tight end screen. Um, the tight end screen is clearly a play. They're just trying to pick up a yard or two, I, I think. Not that they don't want to get a first down, but it's pretty clearly something they just did not want to uh, have happen in terms of taking a loss or taking something that would knock them out of field goal range or potentially throw an interception on. So something extremely safe uh, that they called. And ultimately, I, I don't think it was necessarily the right call. Although, if you're going to kick the field goal, I don't have a problem with that call. But if you're going to do that, then kick the field goal immediately. That, to me, is is a weird marriage of, hey, are we going to kick the field goal or are we not going to kick the field goal? But yet our play call on third down says, hey, we're probably going to kick the field goal. Now, maybe they did not expect that play to only gain two or three yards. Maybe they thought it would get four or five. Um, but but I'm you know I'm, I'm not sure um, what they thought. Anyway, um, so yeah, I wanted to start with with Willie because he's the one that gets paid, right? We we we're going to talk about the other kids and, and how some didn't play very well, but um, yeah, you know that's that's poor on his part. That's the kind of mistake, by the way. That I, I, look, I don't think this gets Willie Taggart fired this year. But that's the kind of mistake a lot of people are not going to be able uh, to get over, probably for a long time, um, most likely. Right? When it comes time to fire Willie Taggart, eventually, I, I think that's the kind of thing that will stick in the back of people's minds, as it should. That's, that's game mismanagement, and specifically timeout mismanagement. I think he had an issue with this at times last year, although not to the extent that some people thought he did, in my opinion. Uh, but he should have. I think he should have worked on that in the offseason some. So poor communication there. Um, you, you don't want to have themes develop, negative themes about your coaching, and I think this is becoming one. And, uh, yeah, I, I think when, when Florida State does eventually fire him, if they do, uh, this, this will be something that's cited um, and not unjustifiably. All right, so this loss sucks for Florida State, certainly because the defense played much better, I think, than we thought it should. Uh, we set a goal of 6.25 yards uh, per play, and Florida State held Wake to 5.4 yards per play, which is way under goal. It's a really nice job by Florida State, and yet, you know, it's for not they they don't get they don't get the W. Not that not that the outcome is is something we didn't expect, right? Like we talked about, this is probably a you know a, a coin flip type game, um, but. This this win was there for the taking in large part because your defense played so well. On an explosiveness basis, look, Florida State did a tremendous job taking away successful plays, and that there's a trade-off for that, and some of the trade-off there is some explosiveness allowed. But ultimately, like, I think they did a pretty good job on that. They allowed passes of 31, 36, 27, 51, 
and 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 uh, I believe they had yeah one more for thirty six. But they got Wake off the field a lot tonight. You know, it wasn't like um, would Florida State have fifteen drives. That's that's what you want. You know, Florida State's defense for the most part got off the field. Um, the explosiveness was up, but the success rate was down. I think that's pretty much what you want. Um, FSU was really, really good in its own end. It, it's it stiffened and and I mean stopped allowing scoring. Right, three point six points per per first down in FSU territory, or basically like in in FSU territory. When when Wake got a first down inside FSU's forty, it came away with three point six points. Uh, Per, per drive in there. That's a really good job by the defense, right? National average, I think, is like 4.4. So pretty good job there to hold them all those field goals. You would like to see a turnover tonight. Florida State didn't get any the fumble luck on that kind of stuff, which is crazy. That's more special teams, obviously, with the uh, with the two fumbled or muffed punts that were that were screwed up. Um, you know, you got you got some tough stuff in this one. The, the, the Hamsa ejection early, the the penalty on, on Levante Taylor, although I don't know that that ultimately ends up you know, costing you much. Um, they did a great job in the first half against the run. The second half, Wake had a little more success with the run, but not not a ton. Just 2.9 yards um, per, um, per rush for Wake when you take out the sacks. Not that bad. All right. So... Um, now let's talk about the offense because that's that's what we need to talk about here. Just wow! You know they stayed ahead of the chains, honestly, tonight for for a good bit. They they ran the ball with Cam Akers thirty times, one hundred fifty seven yards. Uh, still under uh, um, under four yards per carry. When you take out the sacks, three point nine, but but it's pretty close, right? You know, it just it didn't click, and this is real bad. We thought Florida State should get six point seven five yards per play as a goal against Wake's defense, which just gave up a ton to Louisville, and yet it didn't. It couldn't. It got five point zero yards. Per play tonight, and if you, I understand if you take out some of the, you know, some of the kind of end of half uh, runs or whatever, but damn, like five zero is is not going to get it done against almost anybody. Five zero is not good. Five zero means you, you you can run seventy five plays and still be under four hundred yards total total offense. Now Florida State ran eighty nine plays, which is the goal, and you would think. That a team that stayed ahead of the chains a little bit better tonight with some of this stuff, it would be able to hit some explosive plays. And yet, no. Just three passes of 20-plus yards, only one rush of 15 yards. Where did Wake Forest win this game? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll point it out to you. The next two spots here. The explosiveness, right? Wake Forest did not allow explosive plays. They made Florida State drive on them, and Florida State clearly showed that if, if they don't get their explosive plays, they're not good enough to do it to drive on you. Will other teams try this? Maybe. Now, I mean, this is kind of, 
this is not normally how Wake plays defense, right? Wake normally allows a lot of explosive plays, and they, they don't allow a lot of success. But today was kind of opposite. I mean, really just exactly the opposite of what we expected. Here's the other thing. When Florida State got a first down inside Wake Forest territory, that, that's how Bill Connolly defines, you know, opportunity drives. Right? If you get a first inside the opponent's 40, you, you're expected to get points. In fact, I think the national average, like I said, is 4.4 points per trip once you get there. Florida State, 3.5 tonight. They had seven drives that had a first down inside, inside the Wake 40. Touchdown, pick, touchdown, fumble, touchdown, missed field goal. Just, just some bad mistakes tonight. Uh, against a quarterback, by the way, who I didn't think was playing necessarily all that well. You, you really, you're going to look back on this one, and it's, it's going to hurt because you, could, in large part, you, you did some stuff that kind of gave it away. Tamari and Terry tonight, 11 targets, 55 yards. Just a bad game from Terry. Did two real bad drops. Ugh, just just not not getting it done there. I mean, that is incredibly inefficient to target a guy 11 times and and come away with only 55 yards. And then how about the the Blackman pick? He gets hit as he's throwing it with uh, you know, you have a new new offensive lineman in there or or, or three with with Boselli coming in, Minshew coming in for an injured Scott and Johnson, I know, uh, I think Scott returned to the game, but uh, Johnson did not. And then Darius Washington, your true freshman left tackle, uh, gets in there and, and gets some reps. I guess that'll probably tell us what we need to know about Evan Neal. We, we had kind of wondered about that uh, and had some real doubts about that in previous episodes. You know, that that pick there was big. And then Cam Akers fumbled, literally after he had just fumbled, I think, the previous play. Now, maybe you could say he was down on the previous play, but he was not down on this one. And it was just, that was that was huge. Can't, can't have that happen. And yet, it did. So, um, just pissing away opportunities inside opponent territory. The, the two turnovers deep in opponent territory there, the inability to hit explosive plays, and just... You allowed eight tackles for loss tonight. Now I understand that you know two happened on the final two plays of the game, but still, that's just I don't I don't want to shortchange the offensive line here. They they really didn't block well. Not a whole lot going on with the intermediate passing game. Lack of explosive plays. Lack of converting when you got into opponent territory. Now. Oh, he also had Pookie Wilson go down with an injury. Willie Taggart said that uh, Wilson will be out for a while. He thinks Scott will be okay, and he did not offer an update uh, on um, on Baby on Johnson. So, well, I guess the positives. Um, defense played pretty well. I thought Dontavious Jackson played well. Emmett Rice had a ton of tackles. Um, got a lot of young guys in there. A whole lot of young guys. Briggs. McCray, Dent, and freshman and Richard freshman, true freshman. Ultimately, though, not good enough, right? Like you had a, a legitimate shot to, um, you, you, you had a pretty legitimate shot to, uh, to, 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 to maybe 
I don't want to say legitimate. You had somewhat of a shot to go eight and four. I don't think it was a good shot, but now your shot to go eight and four is is basically zero, right? What this really does to my win projections is this takes and um, like I told you, my, my numbers did not have Florida State winning the game. I thought Florida State would win the game by a point because I thought they would control Wake's interior run game, which they did. I just, it, in a million lifetimes, I wouldn't think Florida State would come out there and get 5.0 yards of play against this Wake offense, or excuse me, against this Wake defense. I just think this makes, 6-6 six and six is still your most likely outcome, but 5-7 and seven is now a lot more likely than 7-5, and five, I, I think. I'll run the numbers again over the weekend and see. All right, uh, full episode will be recorded Monday night. I'll look back at some specific players uh, in the game. We will take a look around uh, FSU's remaining schedule a little bit, and we'll take uh, some listener questions. Really appreciate you all sticking with the show uh, through thick and thin. A lot of thin recently. Our numbers keep going up, and uh, we know you all appreciate us trying to shoot you straight. So uh, Willie Taggart bungling in any game situation, and uh, – you know, not not give, not putting his team in the best chance to win here at the end was, uh, look, there's some recency bias in talking about the thing that happened the most recent in the game, but he's paid to do it, right? These kids are not. So, all right, we'll talk to you soon.